and welcome to Papa's Basement. I'm your host, John Papa Giorgio, joined today by the lovely Molly Heckerling. What's up, Molly? I'm uh, I'm lucky that like they can't see me through the fucking pod. Otherwise, they might challenge the word "lovely." But uh, they might yeah, know I'm that here. I'm a filthy liar. <laughs> well, they should know that anyway. Just going in. I'm. Uh, I thought I made myself clear, Molly. The level of dolling up <laughs> that I requested before we recorded. Um, you didn't specify. I only had enough time to powder my anus. Oh, um, okay. I wasn't I, sure, you know, which eye you wanted to be looking into. So. I, <laughs> I, I am similar. I, I, I don't do a podcast uh, without a fresh prostate milking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my my anus is also cleaned and lubed. <laughs> Good. Yeah, you want to make sure you got the yips out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. the yips and the drips. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, it's Friday. Um, is I could be wrong because it's actually snowing right here right now, but I believe I'm not to to get all that much in the D.C. suburbs. But you guys in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you're so excited for this, aren't you? This is like karmic retribution after you guys had your entire highway like shut down. Um, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I, I see even a little snow falling now, and I, I do get a little anxious because of me totaling my fucking car in it a couple weeks ago. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah, you've, like, added PTSD of, like, skidding out in the snow. It's funny, because I really didn't think I had any of that in me, and then the other night, right before bed, like, where I... I did an improv scene about this a couple of weeks ago and it really freaked out my little practice group. Cause I was just like, you know, like that, that final 10 to 15 seconds before bed every night, like right when you're going to sleep and you just like vividly remember that you're going to die or like hallucinate <laughs> that you are dying. And they were just like, huh? and I was like, Oh, just me. Okay. See, I must be sick in the head because I totally relate to that because it's like, you know, if you're a a high anxiety type of person, it's like, you know, yeah, you hit 2, 3 a.m. and you're like, well, time to go to bed. And then you have your like your best panic attack of the whole day. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like you just the entire day. And, And the funny thing is, despite my mom being literally anxiety incarnate, you know what I mean? Just a fucking Greek avatar of uh, an ass that could turn coal into diamonds, you know? Yeah. Uh, Somehow I thought like being raised by this person and having half of her horse shit blood inside (laughs) me, like I was anxiety free. And it was just other reasons that caused me as a child to, you know, fucking swallow my own testicles anytime I was near a woman that I wanted to approach sexually. (laughs) And uh, yeah, no, no, I, I definitely suffer from it too i'm starting to realize that i just does your mom swallow her own testicles when she gets anywhere near a woman she wants to she swallows mine okay it's a it's a weird thing she comes a running and i'm like again (laughs) mom you're so anxious yeah god damn it i just finished drying them get off the dance floor so yeah i I just, like, right as I was nodding off the other night, somehow, like, relived the impact. And I was like, oh, I thought I'd mush that down. Mm. But I had not. And I, I kind of vividly lived it out again. And I was like, oh. And then I put on Bob's Burgers for 10 minutes. And then I went back to bed. Mm. 
That's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so funny because you said that when it was happening, you know, you almost sounded like you had this Zen master approach to dying, you know, like the samurais who think about death all the time so that when it actually comes, they don't give a shit. Like you sounded like, well, <laughs> if I do this then that or whatever, I'm ready. To and die. I did. And I don't want to act like I was like, as, okay, so I ended up a bit for the pod, <laughs> God damn it! But now you've challenged my masculinity. Um, no, <laughs> uh, no, it was just it. I, it was something I didn't think I would think twice about, and I kind of was just like, "Oh, I do vividly remember you." You know what I mean? Mm. And like, it had coursed through my memory banks, like right as my eyes were shutting. And I actually, there was no Bob's Burgers. That was me <laughs> mashing and watching it right now right before the pot as I shoveled a salad in my face no I was like huh that's interesting and then I just went to bed went to bed because yeah it... oh I wasn't I wasn't trying to challenge the story no you did okay like, yeah you liar there's yeah. not even a basement in your house there uh, isn't you're the one that does <laughs> shit in a basement and an attic I'm in a fucking one-story ranch <laughs> um, if, if the podcast were appropriately titled it would be called hoarder's hellhole <laughs> hey, that's not a bad alternate title for you know the offshoot the spinoff yeah exactly um, that's also just you and your friends talking um but no I mean it's also not uncommon to you know be really zen in the in the in the midst of a traumatic experience and then only after the fact be like oh wait holy shit that was really traumatic um yeah i mean i i'll point to when my dad croaked and i was just like huh <laughs> you're like well, Is that I... how you said it when you when you learned like oh he croaked <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like wait yeah, a minute well... this is sad <laughs> well i had the i had the two deaths in tandem there was like uh he died like three weeks after September eleventh. And like mm. through dumb luck, I wasn't there when he legit flatlined. Mm. Like I, I I don't believe in any higher power. I love how some, you know, my mom will hear the story and be like, um, that was God making sure you weren't there to see it. And I'm like, Oh, Why? could he have like just not killed my dad then? Right. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. Cause I had kind of just been going there for days on end and his vitals are dog shit. And apparently the nurses knew like, you know, days and days out. They're like, yes, he is just slowly dying. Shit happens. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason on like uh, Saturday afternoon when he died, like I just sketched out at one point and I was like, fuck this. I'm sick of waiting around like, I got to go back to college to pick up my computer and pick up my shit since I'm probably not going back this semester. Mm -hmm. And my brother was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll ride with you. So we kind of just got on the highway to, at the very least, drive to my house. And then, like, my neighbor called me, like, when we were 15 minutes away and was like, you need to get back there. And I was just oh like, my God. is he okay? <laughs> she was like you need to get back there <laughs> and i showed up and he was in that waxy corpse mode oh you're and, like i was gone for five minutes yeah i was like you son of a bitch she cheat me out of any of the action what did you guys do did you forget to water him i can't leave you alone with him for five seconds <laughs> oh my god yeah oh, sorry fuck. oh no make light of your trauma no, please no it again i will uh, for those that haven't seen their first corpse yet, or at least one that's Mediterranean, he looked like so yellow and waxy like 20 <laughs> minutes after the blood stopped pumping. It was fucking bizarre. 
like I love how people credit that to you know again the spirit leaving the body or something. It's like no, his blood is already pooling or whatever the fuck. But oh boy, does it look different real fast. Right? Yeah. It was the same with it was the same with Harold, um, because his wife, you know, um, you know, at the when he was, you know, his uh, it was his uh, second wife. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. she's like a shiksa, and okay. the Jews don't usually do the open casket thing. But oh, she okay. did the open casket thing, and it was fucking weird because it's uh, like did yeah, they the give person... him the, the fucking jigsaw clown makeup. I mean, it wasn't that bad. He okay. didn't look like Quentin Crisp or anything like that. But like, he didn't look like him. You know what I mean? It's like the, yeah. the person never looks like themselves anymore, and they're like pale or yellowy, or the people do their hair different, and it's just mm-hmm. like it's like they're gone. Can we not look at this thing? Like, it's kind of eerie a little bit. Like, I'm not trying to take anything away from however people grieve, but also Erica was kind of being annoying. Like, she's like laughing and being goofy and pretending to pick his nose and it's like, bitch, fuck off. Like, oh god, Wait, he want so that. Erica <laughs> is the, the goy second wife of Oh yeah, I guess That's... I shouldn't have named names. <laughs> oh no, who gives a shit? Like, fuck. I mean, now I'm gonna can... get blacklisted from the family. Yeah, can we give our fucking five <laughs> podcast listeners a thrill? <laughs> um, they didn't leave me shit anyway. Who cares? Um, yeah. but like, yeah, I mean, it's just it's weird. It's it's weird and. I mean, that's, you know. yeah, I, I guess we all grieve in our own way, but I've never really thought to pick my dad's <laughs> schnauzer in the coffin. <laughs> she was delirious with grief, and I, you know, I don't know. It's um, it's always weird to me, too, because uh, I've noticed that with Saget, who mm-hmm. died, uh, a, Bob died, what, two, three weeks ago at this point? Something yeah, like. yeah. Something and like. they're talking about, like, his grieving widow, Kelly, Kelly Rizzo or some shit? Some Italian-ish name, even mm-hmm. though she's blonde. Uh, <laughs> I like to pretend that, like, northern Italians don't exist. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I, if I see, like, five vowels in the last name, I just want them to be, like, fucking almost football dark. You know what I mean? <laughs> But you're the, you're like everyone from Italy is from Sicily. That's the yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like fucking, maybe I'll give you Napoli. You know what I mean? Like, right. just everyone is pretty much half Arab in blood, yeah. as far as I'm a, concerned. You see a blonde Italian, you're like, get the fuck out of here, Gabriella. Yeah, go the fuck back to Germany, you goddamn <laughs> curly haired kraut. <laughs> I had that in my uh, in my Latin class. We had this exchange student. My, I, I don't know if this guy was too like young to crush ass or what but his name was like luca he had to be like uh-huh. six foot three like curly blonde hair and he had the accent and shit and i just remember being like get the fuck back to not sicily you piece of garbage um, you were so jealous you're like oh, i bet he can't even pound ass just anyone who's over six foot i'm already like you need to die like it's exactly like the same energy that you witness when a maltese meets an akita Yes. <laughs> like the little dog starts getting uppity and yeah, exactly. being an asshole. Biting the scrotum of the big one. And the big dog's just like, what's your problem? I didn't yeah. do anything. And the little one's like, your existence is my problem. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's how I feel with about women with a good um, hip-to-waist ratio. I'm just like, I, it's not oh, like you, personal, but I hate you. slender of hip? <laughs> I am. I'm oh, slender okay. of hip. I've got like... Yeah, sort of straight down body. Um, yeah. Nice rack, nice ass, nice legs, but just like not the hourglass thing. Not the coveted, you know. 
Oh, whatever though. Like that's the that's the easy end of things to be on. Like had you said like, no, I have big hips, but also fat dumpy plumber's <laughs> gut, I'd be like, Oh, this is a No, but that's that could be hot. That's the look of uh that's the look of fecundity. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I'm grossed out because I know what that means. Fecundity. <laughs> Dump a load inside me. I'm very fecund. Yeah, you can't explain why it's hot, it just is. Oh God! Uh, you <laughs> spend too like, much time so in the bronze. They look like a butt. You know what I mean? Like the cleavage butt thing. It's just hot. You just want something that looks like there's a crack in it for you to stick your dick in. <laughs> You've spent time in some interesting neighborhoods, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> These are the things I think about when I'm folding my kids' laundry. <laughs> Fucking Molly of the Barrio over there. <laughs> Oh my god. No, I I going back to corpse makeup uh, my, and we can say this ties into current events cuz my dad was intubated for a couple weeks although Aww. although he was not face down ass up. He was so ahead of the curve. Look at him. He was being intubated before it was cool. Yeah, he's he's a fucking hipster dying on a respirator. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but it, like I guess, you know, 2 weeks of a fucking a uh, snorkel being rammed into your thumb line does something to the lips so they kind of painted like he looked a little bit like a like an elderly greek jean benet <laughs> like just imagine michael constantine from big fat greek wedding oh my god painted <laughs> and wearing the little cowboy boots too. <laughs> uh, that was my pops in the coffin yeah yeah. Well, at least your mom didn't pick his nose or anything like that, right? No, I mean, she, uh, her answer was to just never move past and, oh. and, and hoard the house out. So. And get up under your balls every time you... Exactly, like yeah. So if I could choose between that and the stupid Mick broad that would pick her nose and three weeks later uh, move <laughs> on to the next guy, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah and guess, the Kelly guess. Rizzo thing with yeah. Saget, I was just laughing because... I don't see anyone going out and maybe she didn't want to put herself in the press, but like no one is going after the first wife and getting any impressions from her. And the few things that I have seen on Twitter are just like Saget's widow, Kelly Rizzo. And it's just like, you were there for the last five years. You know what I mean? Like you kind of had like the, the chill part of his life where he maybe got off the drugs. We don't fucking know. (laughs) But also like, you know, I guess I yeah I want to be like the chill part of his life where he died, but it's also it wasn't like he was sick for a long time, and maybe that's why everyone was so shaken was because it was so sudden. But what struck me as funny about the Kelly Rizzo thing was that um, everyone did this national double take, like it was on the one hand it was like oh my god this poor woman, and then everyone was like look at how much younger this bitch is, like yeah we exactly. Exactly. And like Bob we all looked... did the uh, you know Hollywood asshole thing of I you know I don't want to judge like an, he's an asshole but like mm. you know the token like I left my first wife for this like way younger second wife. Yeah, and exactly. I weirdly enough, I actually saw him live, and I don't see a ton of stand up. I think he was my most recent stand up show oh, back shit. in like August shit something like that i went to pittsburgh a a friend of mine 
um she's like a apparently a big fan of his and that was like the closest he got and she was like screw it i'm buying the tickets if you want to drive me we'll use my car Mm -hmm. everything and i was just like uh as long as i get to shovel a promanti brothers sandwich (laughs) in my face if you're unaware of, of those things molly they're just like these giant walls of meat with a layer of french fries inside them <laughs> on like two slices of italian bread yeah and of course i just like devoured mine and then killed half of hers as well i have no self-respect it's like if a garbage plate was on like two thin slices of bread or something uh yeah it's funny you mentioned garbage plates because our super fan sarah chambers mm. definitely the one time i visited her in rochester last year i was just like you are taking me to nick tahoe's the home of the garbage plate and performed a similar maneuver where i ate all of her or all of mine <laughs> well maybe two-thirds of hers still lingered on and i was like do you mind <laughs> That was pre-calorie counting. The uh, the other move in Pittsburgh, somehow, that was post. I guess I just said this weekend doesn't count or some shit. I don't know. I'm going to see Sanget. This is my cheat weekend. Yeah, exactly. It's like, do you want to go see a show? And you're like, you had me at Sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that is all, because I, all I ever do when I go to cities now is, like, plan in essence, where my every meal is going to be. Like, that's the biggest part to me. And then I kind of fill in shit to do around these places. Mm -hmm. But, like, when, you know, before pandemic, and I would go up and see all the UCB shows and stuff, it was really just, like, me planning three, four different places to eat (laughs) and kind of just, like, kill time until the UCB shit kicked in at, like, 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I like the idea of like planning the vacation activities around the food instead of the activities themselves. Well, you know what I mean? I know what means more to me. Yeah. Like I know what I'll probably remember more or at least what helps me remember mm-hmm. things. Cause like the very first kind of adult vacation I did was Vegas and I completely winged it. And, like, day three, I was just sitting in my hotel room playing my little Nintendo DS. And I was like, well, fuck, I could do this anywhere, you dumb bastard. (laughs) And from that point onward, I kind of was, like, you know, it was also, like, around the time, like, man versus food was getting big and (laughs) shit. And so I'd go to these places and then come back and you'd be like, oh, I could have eaten, you know, this pizza slice the size of superman's cape why didn't i right yeah it's like you know i went all the way to italy to see the leaning tower of pisa but i missed out on the uh you know sicilian pizza that's as big as my yeah exactly i fucking ate it last borrow you know what i mean like yeah so i from that point onward was kind of just like yeah make sure more or less every meal is like something interesting for whatever reason i'm usually lazy in the morning so especially back when i was doing however much time in new york i'd usually just fucking waddle down to a bodega and be like give me a bagel or whatever the hell but the rest of the day i gave a fuck i mean that's still authentic new york shit you know what i mean yeah you go to the bodega you get you order the sandwich you tell them to put the lettuce on after they melt the cheese because you know just how you likes it like you're a professional um yeah you know yeah, no, I, I I did feel I was always impressed by how cheap the bodega sandwiches were for their relative edibility. <laughs> edibility and girth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're like, this is a pile of food. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Yeah. So um, 
we touched upon your dead dad. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but not by picking his nose. Not by picking his nose or gargling his balls. Um, mm. <laughs> even though his makeup does make him look lovely. Um so uh what else was there that we wanted to touch on today? Oh, I mean, I can warn people to stay away from the Clio yogurt bar product that they oh, sell yes. at Costco. <laughs> you were gonna you were gonna do your your papa's sponsor moment. For yeah, and the yogurt and bars. Ninety nine times out of a hundred I buy something at Costco mm-hmm. and it's just like win win. I can highly recommend it, especially if it's Kirkland brand. Mm-hmm. Gotta love the Kirkland brand. <laughs> the in-house brand. Wink, but, wink, uh, Kirkland, yeah. send free samples to Please John do. Papa Please. I will take anything Kirkland. Give me a coffee can. I don't give a fuck. Give me Kirkland panties. I don't give a shit. I'll make it work. I love Kirkland anything, man. Anything Costco's in-house brand is usually incredibly awesome. Mm-hmm. So, had these been Kirkland yogurt bars, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. Okay. But it's a product called the Clio Yogurt Bar. Mm. And they look good enough. They're like 100 cals a pop, maybe two-thirds the size of a candy bar. Okay. And it's like this weird kind of like yogurt-given form and then wrapped in like a little uh, a, a yogurt layer, I guess, too. like a But almost like a chocolate or a vanilla depending on the two flavors from which you pick inside the box. <laughs> okay. So like some yogurty dairy looking coating. Yeah, exactly. Like dairy on dairy. It's at first you feel like it's a little weird incestuous, but then you're like, Oh, I ate a cheeseburger. That's kind of the same <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I bought them the first time a couple of years ago and I ate like one of each on the way home. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's like eight of the peach one, eight of the strawberry one. Mm-hmm. And of course, I crammed them both in. And I mean, eight to 10 hours later, I was like food poisoning levels shitting my brains out. Oh, wow. And I was just like, I guess someone like left these out maybe and put them away. And it like, I did not care to fuck with them afterward. Like I returned them to Costco. Mm-hmm. Another thing I love about Costco, they'll take back almost anything. Really? You can just show up with like a half eaten thing and be like, I'm not... I'm not oh, satisfied. Yeah. Oh, like... my God, yeah. I was actually shocked yesterday. I got my first rejection ever <laughs> because I bought a five-pack of Puma underwear. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and it just didn't have a fly. And okay. normally that's not, like, the biggest issue because especially if I'm lounging on the house, I just, I've talked about this before, I kind of just, like, yank down my shorts and underwear and yeah. let the whole thing kind of tumble out. Mm-hmm. and like we're good like i make sure i'm clean you know <laughs> the head is clearing the, the scrote and then we go to town right yeah but like you know if i'm actually out and about and i'm wearing a belt and jeans and shit like the fly is a nice touch because then i don't have to futz with the fucking belt you know i want to futz with your scrote yeah exactly <laughs> I, I all my hand time instead goes to yeah fishing around underneath the underwear <laughs> pulling out what i need to leaving what i don't need to etc and i like the one pair i guess is in the wash but i had the remaining four pairs <laughs> i just showed up you know thinking they'd be like yeah fuck it 
And I got, they were like, hey, we need all five pairs. And I was just kind of like, really? You want the dirty ass drawers? Like, <laughs> like well, the other pair has skid marks on it. So I see yeah, like, you want it. <laughs> like, I fucking, not just that, but like, I long, like weeks ago at this point, ran out of uh, Astroglide. So <laughs> I've just been using the Jergens, as you've seen the few times we FaceTimed or whatever. Right. And yeah, it definitely looks like, you know, I'm melting a Cleo bar in my crotch. <laughs> <laughs> every it's not it's not a subtle loop we'll put it that way it's, it's just like the underwear has this giant oil spot on the front from the lotion yeah it really does look like i threw some escargot down there it's uh <laughs> it's like a masculine snail trail thing yeah and i'm just like you know i'm like fuck it okay you know the shit will find its way out of the wash eventually and i'll, I'll roll it into a little burrito form and <laughs> shove it in the box and get my money back but i was kind of taken aback i was like did not expect that yeah. Uh, point being, though, <laughs> I yesterday, for some reason, figured it was time to ride the lightning a second time and bought those goddamn <laughs> Cleo bars again. You were ready to love again. I was, yeah. My heart is, uh, the scar tissue's there, but mm-hmm. it's healed. Yeah. And okay. I, I took a double dose of my lactose uh, pills that... I I have to consume because I don't have one drop of a Western European ancestry. So wait a second. That was a big, oh, by the way, that you forgot to mention at the beginning of this story is that you may have some sort of lactose intolerance. I opted for a dairy on dairy love sandwich. (laughs) Well, well, the thing is, a couple of years ago, I finally figured out that when it came to certain milk products, yeah, I have lactose intolerance and i think what never (laughs) let me put it together Mm -hmm. was there were other things like for instance pizza cheese typically wouldn't do much to me cheese on a sandwich cheese on a burger ah certain types of cheeses yeah but i guess maybe it was a volume issue more than anything (laughs) how many of the bars did you leave again i well yeah two like one after the other so imagine like a king size candy bars worth of yogurt Right. Okay. Kind of mushed together. And they clearly do something weird to this, like, because it's not yogurty mm-hmm. inside it at all. It's very much yeah. like the consistency of an ice cream bar, but not frozen, nearly refrigerated. So. Can, can yeah. I ask you a question? Are, these are diet, some sort of diet bars? Or are they just no, yogurt not bars? Really? I mean, like, they brag about being keto friendly or keto friendly but what the fuck does that mean anymore and they they do tout the fact that they're like 100 cows each so, so they're not going like for raw flavor do they have alestra in them i don't even know if that's really on the market anymore is it not i would think that it wouldn't be but i'm also always surprised by the amount of things that have like asbestos and like all the bullshit we're not supposed to have in them anymore yeah um, like i don't i don't really think nutrasweet is out there either anymore <laughs> i'm just like trying to think if there's like some sort of hardline chemical <laughs> you're like what's in your tab cola, to make then? you like cry out your ass for like your salmonella yeah, or something it i i don't know it has to from what i can gather because not to give away the teas too quickly but like <laughs> Um, I was actually <laughs> looking forward to doing my first yoga class in like 15 fucking years last mm-hmm. night because um, I don't get late at all. And mm-hmm. I've discovered that if I hit the gym 
I guess that kind of fills that void, or at least I'm not jerking it quite as much or whatever mm-hmm. the hell. And so I had been lifting seven days a week for like three or four weeks. And we hit a point yesterday where like, I couldn't fully extend my right arm, like, it, or at least it felt that way. And it was just like, hey, even though you kind of are doing like back day, shoulder day, chest day, leg day, like your fucking, you know, elbows and your wrists and kind of your shoulders or something, they're like they're being worked every one of these fucking days, idiot. You know what I mean? Even if right. the primary muscle groups are different, like the little supporting guys are at it day in, day out. So I was like, all right, this is the day I actually like work on my core. Um, Cause that was hurting me too. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's an injury that a couple of years ago I thought was appendicitis. And they're like, no, you just lifted and you're horribly out of shape. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> you so, lifted with your back. and <laughs> Yeah. And it created this like weird shooting pain. And it's because there's actually like these odd muscles that I, to this day, don't know the name of that kind of like transverse your abdominal wall from like, the back almost kidney area to the front of the belly button type shit Mm -hmm. and uh if they are not properly worked if you do too much heavy shit around them it can feel like you have some sort of internal injury Mm -hmm. um and thankfully i recognized it this time around and i was like you know what fuck it you'll do some damn planks you'll do some downward dog it's gonna fix your your appendicitis feeling shit and it's gonna give (laughs) your joints time to heal and like four hours after eating these yogurt bars i cannot stop busting ass Mm. like i'm not in distress like it's not (laughs) like the pain you're not sending out a beacon (laughs) yeah like it's not like i have to you know sit at home and wear like the little gandhi diaper thing Mm -hmm. because my ass is getting blown out that hard but i'm also like i sure as fuck can't get into weird contorted positions because i am enjoying some really bad gas right now right so maybe Uh, having your ass in the air pointed at someone else's face wasn't like you know yeah ideal exactly and i mean it is for after yoga but not uh the and the other thing was like at least in the back of my head like i've seen the studio it's not it's in a gold it's not a real goddamn yoga studio Mm. and everyone's you know it's like a bunch of old coogs not wearing their masks and shit and probably most of them are vaxxed and whatever the fuck and i'm not really worried about anything i've had my shots i don't give a damn honestly at this point but also i don't know like it's the winter everyone's just kind of sick period you know like it's weird, post-COVID, you've kind of, well, not post-COVID, during COVID, tail end of COVID, I don't fucking <laughs> right. know, you kind of take for granted, like, the gross situations you used to just, like, put yourself in and not think twice about. Like, yeah, I'll sit in a subway car, then, like, two days later, you're like, why do I have a cold? It's like three fucking guesses, you know what I mean? Right. Like, um, I, you know, even thinking back on going to restaurants and eating in a room full of people, like, I'm just like, ew, gross. Yeah, you very much understand all the ways you used to get sick before. And thankfully, I have an immune system that works, despite that night with Magic Johnson. And, uh, but you kind of, you're also like, well, getting sick does suck shit. Like, yeah. it's, not a, it's not something I was a fan of. Like, you know, a sore throat for a week. Sore throats suck ass, man. I, I'm one of those sick individuals that um, is so lazy and masochistic that I would actually enjoy 
getting sick sometimes within reason oh yeah just because i'm like maybe it also goes back to like being a little kid and knowing that if you're sick you get the day off from school and just being like sure yeah get me a little closer to death as long as i don't have to go anywhere or see anybody and have a legit reason to just lie in bed and watch tv all day like let me eat soup and watch tcm and don't bother me i'm sick oh, that is yeah i i get <laughs> i'm gonna 100%. make the best old person uh, yeah i mean you are one already i know like i hope you know that i'm gonna ease into it like a warm bath <laughs> yeah it's just like <laughs> nothing about your behavior will change you might sleep a little better Right. Yeah. That's all I can think of. I'll I'll chill out a little bit like a fat old cat. Yeah. yeah. I do love cats where it's just like, what's the difference between him at age four and age fourteen? You're like, uh, he can't jump as high. Yeah. That's yeah. it. I you know, they're still just as bitchy as they ever were, but they're too lazy to get up and walk across the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that that's always that first sad moment in a cat's aging process. Like you really at first they get like it's this weird, almost like male pattern baldness thing where like their skin starts showing underneath their ears. Oh, and then, like, there's that first moment where they try to jump, like, on the windowsill and they kind of can't do it anymore. And you're just like, oh, no, my poor baby's going to die. Yeah, it's... my... Oh, sorry, Dad. No, I was just going to say, so you put, like, a stack of books up there for them so they can, like, two-leap it. Yeah. My cat, Izzy, when she started getting older, it was, it was sort of like the, uh, you know, physical assessment thing where you walk up to the thing and you look at it and you, you have to decide whether or not you can be bothered. Yeah. You can literally hear them go fast. (laughs) Exactly. But like they're lying on the ground and they just sort of lift their head about something, but then they just put it back down because they're not going to investigate. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, the people that uh, give me my food sound like they're not being raped and murdered right now. So really no business of mine. Yeah. Um. But yes, um, I I do relish being sick. And I also, you know, getting back to the yogurt bars thing, um, and maybe this is also like going back to sort of like, you know, um, eating disorder stuff, but even getting diarrhea, like, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm going to feel so thin after this. Oh, yeah, completely. Like, I 100%, uh, you don't want to know the volume of photos that I've taken of me sucking in my gut, like, 30 seconds. Like, there's still stuff in the bowl. And I'm like, okay, look, we'll take care of the wiping later. First, the thirst traps. <laughs> it's like, um, when Family Guy made that joke about dudes in old movies, like, out, <laughs> out of shape, in shape, man. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like... Oh, did they do that bit? They did, where it's like, uh, you know, oh, God, I forget who the actor was. Uh, the guy who was in Cape Fear. Um, De Niro or Mitchum? No, the, Mitchum, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like Robert Mitchum, and he comes in, and he's, like, sucking in his stomach so much he can't breathe, and then he finally lets it go, and he's just, like, all gut. Oh, yeah, I, I remember. I mean, that's a that's a topic that's been explored. Like, I remember God, some article I read years ago, and it was someone saying, like, we didn't really care what John Wayne looked like without his shirt, and then Arnold <laughs> kind of came along and ruined it. And I'm like, eh, whatever, man. Fuck it. I, I'm proud that someone kind <laughs> of pushed the human body to its limits. <laughs> what? I'm also just like, whatever. John Wayne was probably the biggest girdle-wearing cowboy in the entire history of, like, cinema. Yeah, exactly. And no one's twisting anyone's arm to take off their top. They're they're men, not women. Come on. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I, 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 there was something similar. I got maybe like eight minutes into the original Planet of the Apes. I hadn't mm-hmm. seen it in years. And there's some shirtless Charlton Heston in that shit. And that guy, God, he also had fucked up teeth. Mm. There's a gap in those Charlton Heston jumpers, man. <laughs> That's the other thing, too, that we got a, a lot more fastidious about was uh, teeth. Is oh, like, yeah. you know, it used to be more common for people to sort of like look a little weird or to have teeth that were shaped a little differently or to be a little brown because everyone smoked back in the day. And now it's like if you don't have big white chiclet veneers, people look at you like you're the cockney chimney sweep with just like <laughs> you know, the, like gutter cinder mouth or whatever. Oh my god. I it's so weird you bring up the cockney chimney sweeps. Like, did you know that? In the day, and I, I like how I say this, because why wouldn't you? It's only, like, fucking trivia about 1800s <laughs> chimney sweeps. Like you, My type. Yeah. They, uh... <laughs> what kids doing my fetish. <laughs> yeah. um, they would take the young apprentice chimney sweeps and, like, strip the clothes off them. Oh, my God. Because they would get ripped in these narrow chimneys. <laughs> this sounds like such a goddamn metaphor. And uh, they would ram them in these tight chimneys. Oh and all the soot would then, like, uh, pool at the bottom of their scrot. Ugh. And, like, there was a, I think it was called, oh, fuck, I'm trying to remember the term. But it was the first cancer linked to an occupation because these kids would spend their entire childhood having this like sooty sweat pool on their ball sack. And then they would get this giant like black sarcoma on the side of one of their balls. Oh my God. So like. It's... The black testy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, black testy. <laughs> yeah. Um, the black death, the black testy. Yeah. It was all just very bubonic back then. I mean, yeah, talk about like a dog shit existence. Like you live in chimneys and then it costs you your balls if you even survive that. I but, you know, that's a whole part of history that like they don't teach us in schools, like the adolescent youths of England just getting stripped naked, greased up and shoved down chimneys. Yeah. And then, just yeah. like end up like a fully loaded pez dispenser <laughs> soot up their asses and yeah. them. <laughs> I like I like how you embellished it and just the entire rectum stuffed like this 12, 14 inches away. of soot. Yeah. <laughs> they just they just take a dump and it looks like that little snake toy that you would get from the ice cream man as a kid. It was like the little pellet you would light on fire and it would extend into like a foot of ash. Yeah. That's, that's what it looks like when they take a dump. How do you think the lower classes hated their homes? <laughs> Using these little peat pellets out of the assholes of young cockney chimney sweeps. Yeah. You're talking about how your mom would like turn coal to diamonds when they just took it and turned it to coal. Yeah. <laughs> My mom was phase two. Yeah. Well, she's middle class. (laughs) And phase three was Mr. De Beers. Yes. Capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I can can almost hear like the Rube Goldberg machine cartoon music (laughs) in the background of all this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, God damn it, I knew the fucking 
name of that song too. And now it just got pushed out for all these fucking King of the Hill quotes. Yeah, like you probably are now remembering how to like give your kids CPR and their allergies or something. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, Um, but esoteric references. (laughs) I've forgotten their names and their birthdays, but at least I know which episode Bobby Hill screamed, that's my purse! I don't know you! Uh, A classic. What is the episode title? Impress us. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Damn it, you faker. <laughs> you faker. I don't even have Papa's basement. basement is nothing if not a home for truth. <laughs> Pay no attention to the woman behind the curtain who knows no King of the Hill quotes. <laughs> oh, God. Well, shall we, uh, shall we punch out on that note? Yeah, we can, we can punch out if you want. You don't have any, anything you want to add. Any last sponsors that we need to do a shout out to? Uh, we have the Cleo Fart Bars. Mm-hmm. And we have my body falling apart even as I try to lift. Mm-hmm. And no, I mean, we could riff for however much longer. But also, you know what? Uh, sometimes we'll, I'll pull the, you know, back when I was recording with Eva, she would do like 25, 30 minutes. She was very oh. big on just getting like a laugh. Anytime there was like a solid laugh after about 27 minutes, she was just like, well, let's call it a day. <laughs> You're like, I could, I could keep going with this auditory fuck sesh, but chances are I'm not going to finish again. So yeah, wrap it up. <laughs> I'm 40. I don't know the staying power I once did. Uh, I forgive you. I'm not judging. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, you had some things you said were probably too heavy for the show that you didn't want to wade into. So yeah. So let's not. Yeah. <laughs> let's not do that. Let's end, <laughs> let's end light with your with your uh, diarrhea and child yeah. pestilence and um. All those yeah. good things. <laughs> I like how you're like, we're going to end on a light note. Like, yeah. <laughs> child testicle cancer. Um, so, yeah, I guess um, continue on your journey of self-improvement, but try not to destroy your body in the process. I will do that, Miss Heckerling. And is there anything you want to promote? Anything you're putting out there? I am... Um... I'm putting nothing out there at the moment. Uh, Some of my writing is being featured in a play written by Gordon Farrell called The Girls That Walk on Glass or The Women Who Walk on Glass. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's very exciting. But at the moment, I'm just I'm just writing shit and jerking off and taking care of my stupid kids that I don't know how to give CPR to. Look, it's really important that you know that Dale Gribble uses pocket sand as a weapon. So... (laughs) Yeah, I use I use pocket sand as a uh, birth control method. <laughs> Prison pocket sand. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, that uh, I'm looking forward. If that play uh, when is are are you inviting the Papa's basement listening audience to New York to see it? As soon as I know when and where it's opening, I will I will uh, enlist the entire Papa's basement false basement audience to come and see it. Good. Yes. The, the hoarder's hellhole audience. Nice. Yes. And... Bring your newspapers and your cat feces. <laughs> it's going to be a hell of a night. Organize them not by chronological date, but by width. <laughs> that's, that's how they're handled in this house. Nice. Yes. Uh, that's 
I I hope to to see that play. And if they want to get a hold of you on Insta and Twitter, it's like at Molly Schmolly and at Molly Heckerling. And yes. you can just go to inpapasbasement.com or wherever you download the podcast. Uh, there's links in the episode description that will take you to Molly's stuff as well as my crap. I'm at Papa's Basement on Insta and Twitter. And my name is John Papa Giorgio. And again, she was Molly Heckerling. And we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Papa. Oh, it's your show too, Molly. Oh, hush. No, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Take care of your anus. <laughs> Bye. Bye.